Fine. <laughs> How have you been? That sounds like a hesitant fine. Yeah, we're, we're not doing too well these days. Today we're going to talk about everything that's been going on, particularly surrounding the murder of George Floyd um, and subsequent events. So you went to a protest yesterday, so you want to touch on that, what it was like for you? It was actually a really interesting experience. So Yesterday was my second protest. Um, Both were in Jersey City, both were in front of City Hall, and each one was just a very comforting experience to know you're around like-minded individuals Mm -hmm. who, you know, believe in your cause, and it's it's like a comfortable, safe space. Yeah. But yesterday was... It blew me away, honestly, because um, the kids speaking... They were from McNair. They weren't any older than 18. Right. And they were so eloquent. They were so passionate. And the fact that they led that protest and over a thousand people showed up and it was in downtown. So it's it was exactly where people needed to hear it. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's a gentrified area mainly white, you know, so it was like, yeah, it just, it made sense that the protest was there. And these are high school students, and Mm -hmm. from what I can understand, they organized all of this, they put it together. Yeah. My biggest concern, the thing that pains me the most, is that there seems to be a question about why we need the Black Lives Matter movement, right? Like this idea Mm -hmm. of, why aren't we saying all lives matter, right? Yeah. That question is not only infuriating, but it's deeply insulting. I don't get it. Because when we say Black Lives Matter and we're met with the reply, All Lives Matter, it makes no sense because that's literally what Black Lives Matter means. It's saying, well, our lives aren't being paid attention to. We're getting killed. We're getting, you know brutalized on camera and nobody cares yeah and no one ever questioned if white lives matter no 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 one's ever given it a second thought no No one's but for black people around the world for black people in america we are constantly seeing just murders unfold before our eyes and it makes us we have to remind people that black lives matter it's unfortunate but that's the reality we have to remind people hey by the way we exist and we matter and we deserve to be here just as much as anyone else Mm -hmm. at the very least we matter you know our lives matter because it's it's much more than that you know yeah and i don't know why it's so complicated because you know this country's origin story is riddled with racism it's riddled with violence mm-hmm. um there was a time in our history where black people were declared property yeah yeah black people were once considered three-fifths of a person mm-hmm. in this country mm-hmm. so of course of, yeah. of course that racism doesn't just go away yeah. people think it vanished into thin yeah, air it's impossible for that kind of racism to go away it's what our country was built on and it's like it's literally within the system and you know when you talk about black lives matter and the rebuttals that it gets it's not just all lives matter sometimes it's blue lives matter Mm. and that's even more infuriating Mm -hmm. because you chose to be a cop you chose to be in this profession you should 
you should when you choose to be in a profession you should know whether or not you're capable just simply seeing a black man threatens you scares you it's enough to pull out a gun it's not the profession for you no but also if your response to black lives matter is blue lives matter then it's not the it's not it's the word black is what bothers you because not only is blue lives matter not a skin color it's it's something you can opt in and out of. Black isn't something you can opt in and out of. Also, no one's ever questioned that whether blue lives matter, right? Like no no no, no, that. no police officers ever been killed and then people have turned a blind eye to it. No no yeah. one a cop hasn't died or been murdered or shot or killed or what have you and people have sat around and been like does it matter? They've never neglected the issue. Yeah. If a cop dies, if a do- uh, if a cop is killed, there's a ruckus surrounding it. There's laws Absolutely. in place to make sure that that life, that lost life, is avenged. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Another thing that really bothers me about this whole situation is the way, um, like, black death is just so normalized. The way we're just so desensitized to it. I mean, we've seen so many clips of, you know, even Eric Gardner... We're, we're literally seeing a life slip away in front of us on our small screens. It's so traumatizing to see, you know? Yeah, and also, you have to think about the way America has depicted black men over the years. Black men as are... animals. Yes, they're seen as beastly. They're mm-hmm. seen as predators. They're seen as... They're over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, Fetishized. Exactly, and so... America's told the story about what a black man is mm-hmm. and then is surprised mm-hmm. when we rally around them in mm-hmm. order to protect them and say, hey, you can't continue to do this. You That's can't true. continue to treat black men this way. That's true. You can't do this. And people are like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. Why would it surprise you? This is, the, this is the story that America has told over and over again. Black men are dangerous. We need to stay away from them. We need to keep our precious white families away from them. But you know what? That's honestly what like modern day racism is. It's to give you that message that's subtle, but you understand what it is so that when you confront them about it, they're like, no, what are you talking about? That's not what we mean. That's like, that's what racism is today. It's subtle. Right. It's it's some if it's something where if you point it out you look crazy you look like oh you're just like an angry black woman or, or you're oversensitive but yes. the reality is that racism even when it's most subtle is still detrimental extremely because it's rooted in something that says white people and that's the thing there's two combinations one we live in a country that's origin story is white supremacy Mm -hmm. that's why america has gotten to where it is today yeah because there is an underlying theme in our history in our constitution and the stories we tell that white people are better Mm -hmm. white people are more deserving Mm -hmm. and that is why they've gotten as far as they have we are taught that from the very beginning of like our school careers we only ever learn when you talk about social studies any type of history you've gotten it's all white men doing these grand things um christopher columbus discovering america you can't discover a country where people already are existing are living right you're a police officer yeah you usually have weaponry on you. Yeah. You usually have a gun. Um, you just have social power and capital. Yeah. You can't underestimate that. 
Um, and therefore you have more power and you are abusing your power in order to make someone feel belittled mm-hmm. at best and mm-hmm. at worst killing them and getting away with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, George Floyd was killed in broad daylight broad surrounded daylight. by people this isn't some schemy like this isn't some shisey situation that happened in a back alleyway no. in the dark of the night no, no. this happened in broad, broad daylight, daylight broad daylight and on camera on camera captured and still there's question about whether this was done with or without intent how do you step on someone's neck for eight minutes cut off their blood circulation i mean excuse me cut off their breathing supply hear the person yield saying i can't breathe i can't breathe i can't breathe and apparently he lost consciousness halfway through um i guess like four minutes into the officer kneeling on him at that point if you're going to argue that as a cop this man was a threat to me so i had to um restrain him in this way then the moment he becomes unconscious is the moment he stops being a threat to you. So why continue? Why continue unless you wanted to murder him? You wanted to kill him? You it's wanted the to only take explanation. There's no, there's no if, answer, buts about it. And honestly, most people agree, like on that point, that yes, like this man was murdered and it's awful. But I guess the problem lays: what are we going to do with it? what justice is going to be served what's an important thing to remember is that anti-blackness is rampant around the world i mean we are literally african Mm -hmm. our parents are from sudan and even in a country like that we see anti-blackness people people hate having dark skin in our country Mm -hmm. women go out of their ways they endanger their lives and they endanger they put their risk in at health i mean excuse me they put their health at risk Mm -hmm. in order to have lighter skin it's so sad how deep the hatred runs not only from other people but in ourselves you know because they've convinced us to hate ourselves absolutely it's it's a story that unfortunately even black people have internalized yeah i mean you see all the time i know recently some youtubers have some black youtubers have been exposed for um colorism right and you know tweets that they've put out when they were super young and it's very easy to be like oh these are horrible people but then for me it's i i kind of sympathize with them because you know you are black you are dark and it's it's not a matter of oh um like it's not a matter of like hating other people it's a matter of hating yourself yeah and that unfortunately like that self-loathing breeds that saddens me so much to know that there's people who hate their complexion so much because they've mm-hmm. been taught to hate it. Let's be clear. Mm-hmm. This hate it, it doesn't come from anywhere mm-hmm. except the societies we live in. And anti-blackness is in every corner of the earth. It is in every country, mm-hmm. black or not. Yeah. There is a hate for yeah. darkness. I mean, anywhere you go, I mean... You could go to the local beauty supply down the street here and you'll find a bleaching cream. Absolutely, you will. yeah. 
it's so hard to talk about. I mean, you have people darker than us denying that they're black. Why? And that's because they've been told over and over again. You do not want to be that. That is the worst thing a person yeah. can be. Yeah. To be black is to be ugly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is to be dumb. It's it's so deep that it's intertwined in our language and our words. If you look up the word white, you'll find synonyms for pure, clean, angelic. If you look up the word black, it's dirty, um, evil, evil, like just all these horrible negative, negative words. Yeah, it's and when you see it that way, it's. I mean, honestly, it's hard. It's hard to grow up in that kind of environment and not hate yourself. It's a miracle if you don't, you know? Yeah. We don't live in a post-racial America. And people who think that are either ignorant... I think people are starting to see that now. You know, like the smoke is clearing out a little bit. Just a little bit. But if it's not ignorance, if it's not rooted from just pure lack of education, Mm -hmm. then to me it's a form of gaslighting honestly it is when people it is pretend that we do live in a post-racial america when people pretend that oh what do you mean we've had a black president Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that doesn't change it doesn't change anything because look who we elected right after this story is oh my god oh my god yeah so it is kind of white men's fault but the good thing is that they realize what they did and they've repented and they actually feel really really sorry about it which is why they just put aside the peculiar institution and decided, you know what? Yes, yeah. our black brothers and sisters deserve the rights that we have. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They get to be the villain and the hero in mm-hmm. one sentence. First part of the sentence where they are the villains, that part is whispered. Yeah, It's mumbled. And then the part where they get to be the heroes, it's roared. Yeah. Why do people think something that's been told over and over and over again for centuries will be resolved within a matter of 15 years. And slavery hasn't gone away. It's only become more subtle. I mean, if you think about it, first it was slavery, and then, you know, we said that was bad, we put the 13th Amendment in place. But the 13th Amendment doesn't apply if you're considered a criminal. Mm -hmm. So you go to jail, and then we also have this issue with mass incarceration. So you put, you, you know kids in the inner city black kids in the inner city are at a much higher risk of going to jail so they end up in jail and then they get paid pennies for labor by the way not only is it at a staggering rate Mm -hmm. but because we have a justice system that's biased and broken so i was reading um a book by angela davis and she was talking about how in the 60s there were 200,000 people in prison. Now, the number is close to 2 million. America being the land of the free, this, that, and the other, still manages to have the world's largest prison population. Mm -hmm. And a part of that is because prison system has been privatized, Mm -hmm. right? And now it's it's actually, it's a great business for those Mm -hmm. people. They've got a lot to gain. Um, Actually, in Veep, the HBO show, Mm -hmm. there's a line in there about how there is this Jewish man and he actually has a private owned prison Mm -hmm. and they're trying to pass legislation I think which legalizes marijuana Mm -hmm. and his thing is I mean of course if you watch Veep you know it's very satirical Mm -hmm. Um, but he says well no 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 we can't do that then jail will just be murderers (laughs) 
and that will make for an unpleasant place. Exactly. You know, actually, funny you even mentioned that. A few days ago, Elon Musk tweeted how uh, selling weed went from a major felony to essential business, you know, because it is open during the pandemic. But people in jail for it are still in jail. Yeah. You know how difficult it would be as a black person to get licensing to open up your own marijuana dispensary? Is is that not crazy how white people can profit off of the very same thing that puts black men in jail? Obviously, we, we know this. We live it. We experience it. It's always in the back of our head. But we're not always constantly thinking about it but you know the state of affairs affairs how everything is going currently it makes it hard not to think about that all the time i mean i could when i first heard about george floyd and it's not just me i'm pretty sure it's it was all my friends and i'm pretty sure it was you too i just like could barely sleep you know absolutely it was hard to yeah there is something diabolical about the medical examiner of the county saying there was no physical evidence of asphyxiation and then yes his family got in uh got an independent and they tried to say he he, they listed all these um pre health conditions Mm. that they tried to insinuate oh this was the cause of his death but i mean you could be a perfectly healthy individual you're not going to survive eight minutes of a man kneeling on you with all of his body weight placed on your neck you're or not, does it, yeah, it doesn't matter. That's not the point. You yeah. Know? If, but it's insulting our intelligence, exactly. you know? It's kind of like rubbing it in our faces. Of Look course. at what we can get away with. Look yeah. at what we can do to you and get away with. Know your place. Stay in it. And the irony is people using that power and then pretending it doesn't exist. It's bizarre mental gymnastics. Yeah. And it, you could try... You could try to make sense of it, but the reality of it is there's there's no way to make sense of it. I mean, have you seen that clip of two cars leaving a protest? The car um, closest to the camera was a white girl smiling and waving, and the car right behind uh, her, you had two cops approaching it and pulling out two black people and beating them and tasering them and basically they thought they were going to die they thought their lives were over you know and they were doing nothing they were doing nothing they were driving away they were just sitting in their car and you had cops just run up to each side and pull them out as if they were criminals as if they did something horrible yeah you know and you know the idea is that like racism racism can only be practiced in the most extreme forms right to be a Mm -hmm. racist you have to be in the kkk to be a racist you have to blatantly say that black people are less than yeah you have to blatantly say the n-word like that's that's also what i was saying like most people deny the existence of racism today just because people aren't walking around in kkk uniforms they are just not here i mean true but you don't see it you know it's not obvious it's not like people just saying the n-word it's not people um you know blatantly saying i hate you because you're black it's or lynching people or lynching in the public people. park yeah or having picnics you know like when watching that it's it's subtle it's subtle and just because it's subtle doesn't mean it doesn't exist yeah abuse can be subtle between yeah. like i said two romantic partners it yeah. can be subtle he can say you're stupid 
doesn't mean it's not abuse just because he isn't slapping her across the face. Yeah. And my friend actually was saying that it's so upsetting Mm -hmm. that in order to explain racism, we have to use analogies. People don't, you have to compare it to something else for people to even understand. I mean, it's, it's just like, so I think America has honestly created the perfect scenario if they wanted to keep racism in place because it's it's a situation where black people are still suffering but white people can't see it Mm. so you you know so simultaneously while you're harming black people you're putting white people in a bubble and they have no idea what's going on either they have no idea what's going on or they just choose not to engage in it because i mean it doesn't affect them so i mean think think of how it affects us emotionally yeah i'm sure you i mean we don't we don't want to have the pain that we do but if you're not inside our shoes if you're not black then it's it's hard to kind of take that pain on just by learning about it so why would you want to put yourself in that state exactly you know so you either don't know about it or you take yourself out of that you kind of disconnect from it and then nothing happens nothing good can come out of it for black people yeah and you know people think it's pc to say african-american instead of black but the truth is it's not the same thing it isn't we're black we're sudanese american and guess what there's jamaican americans haitian americans nigerian americans ghanian americans black is not a monolith yeah right and it doesn't matter actually Right? Mm-hmm. We don't have the same intergenerational trauma that mm-hmm. African Americans have. Mm-hmm. When we walk down the street, though, or when our dads walk down the streets, or our brothers, or our cousins, we are black. We are all black. People, black people who yeah, think absolutely. they get a pass because they're, you know, Sudanese American, or Ethiopian American, or Somali American, don't fool yourself. Don't kid yourself. When you walk out on the street, People think you're black. Don't perpetuate a hierarchy where because yeah. you're Sudanese, Ethiopian, mm-hmm. Somali, Ghanaian, Nigerian, from Sierra Leone, whatever it is. That you're that, somehow other. That you're somehow other or better mm-hmm. than African Americans. Mm-hmm. You're not. You're not. And we have proof of that. I mean, a couple weeks ago, a Sudanese man, was his name Yasin Mohammed? Yeah. Yeah. He was shot and killed by a police officer. I mean, did that police officer know he was Sudanese? Did he stop and think, oh, hey, this man, he's not from here. Let me not shoot him. No, he saw his skin color, saw him as a threat, and then proceeded to do what officers in this country do. On that note, we're black and Muslim, and we face some troubles because we're muslim and we face some troubles because we're black and we face some troubles because we're women triple threat exactly however those three things aren't the same and i'm tired of people putting them all in one i'm Mm -hmm. tired of muslims pretending Mm -hmm. non-black muslims pretending they know what that Mm -hmm. feels like Mm -hmm. because if you have white skin and you walk around without hijab and you are white passing you fit in perfectly doesn't matter that you're palestinian doesn't matter that you're algerian doesn't Doesn't matter matter that you're moroccan you are seen as a white woman yes a white woman or a white man 
any feelings of Islamophobia are absolutely valid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But let's not equate that with the black experience in America. At all. The racism within the Muslim community is rampant. And insane. You know, and even though that's not what our religion preaches. At all. It's still, it's still something. It's prevalent. It's an issue. I have to get this off my yeah, chest. Go ahead. If you're a white person who is offended about black people speaking about what's happening to them, mm-hmm. and you feel that, well, me as an individual, mm-hmm. I haven't done any of these things. Mm-hmm. I'm free of guilt. I've made three black friends in my life, and <laughs> I've been good to them. Therefore, I shouldn't have to hear about this. Then you shouldn't be angry about it. You should understand. You should be more than willing to understand. I think it's it's very strange to me that people that non-black people get upset about that sort of message. That should be something that you're all for if you're not racist. Right. You know? And if you care about these issues. Though that just can't be our priority. Your feelings at this moment are I'm sorry. I mean, when you talk about lives and you talk about feelings, one weighs a lot heavier than it, the other. It, it does. And honestly, this brings me to my point. I think Nickelodeon, for eight minutes, um, was off air. It just had breathing in the background. And a lot of parents were angry about it because they were saying, our kids watch Nickelodeon, they're disturbed, this is not the place for it. You know, all these things. And But it's like, your kids will be fine because guess what? Black kids deal with the reality reality of racism all the time, every day. I mean, you see so many stories about pe- about um about different black kids telling you, "Oh, we were sat down at this age and we were told that some people just won't like you because of your skin color by our parents." I mean, and even thinking about You don't think that's traumatizing? You don't think that's traumatizing? I'm pretty sure your child not being able to watch Nickelodeon for 8 minutes is not trauma. Exactly. By the way, you have 400 other channels yeah if you're so concerned about your and not that they should be but if you're so concerned about your child having to face this reality or having to learn about it this way change the channel make them read a book for eight minutes is that is that so is that really people who complain about those kinds of things Mm -hmm. are the problem yeah and that's also the issue because you should not shy away from teaching your children the topic of racism when kids their exact age are dealing with the reality of it it just doesn't make any sense you know right i mean i'm pretty sure any black person can tell you oh i was five when this happened i was six when this happened um the show that's a raven they did one episode focusing on racism and that's literally the only that's like the more prominent episode from that show that i remember yeah and we all knew what it was Raven and her friend, her white friend, uh, you know, signed signed up for this job. Her white friend got it. She didn't. Raven sees in her future that she didn't get it because she was black. Mm. Well, before the, sh- the episode even reveals that point, I already knew that. And, you know, you that's already telling. knew that. That's and telling. that's telling, you know? Because we know our reality when we're five and when we're six. We're forced to grow up earlier, you yeah. know? Absolutely. And I want to touch on whose responsibility this is in order to 
undo racism in order to for people i want to talk about the responsibility portion of this right Mm -hmm. because in my opinion individuals have to take responsibility Mm -hmm. but also institutions yeah both it doesn't work if it's just one yeah because to say it's just one invalidates the other it's just an individualistic thing right Mm -hmm. let's say i'm a white person i really review what i've done in the past how i can move uh forward how i can become an ally to black men and women Mm -hmm. people um I want to include gender neutral people, non-binary people, anyone, um, trans, trans, whatever it may be. I'm just going to say black people instead of black and women um, mm-hmm. going forward. And if I haven't said that in the past, um, forgive me. And I, I mean, mm-hmm. all black people. Institutions need to acknowledge policies that are racist. Yeah. Faculty that are racist. Yeah. Um, and you can't do that without admitting fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And you as an individual need to admit fault if there is any. And that's the hardest thing to do. Yeah. I mean, there's like a quote. When you're dealing with systematic racism, you need systematic change. I don't know. Every every time I think about this, I think I've just been on um, Instagram so long that all I see in my head are Malcolm X quotes. Yeah. And and you love Denzel Washington and. And he played Malcolm X. Yes, in, in the I think movie. it's an important detail. That is an important detail. I do love him. <laughs> <laughs> but Malcolm X has. You guys can't see it all right now, but she's <laughs> blushing. <laughs> um, he has this quote where it's like, "If you this isn't word for word, by the way, this is just like you know, kind of a summary of it. It's like, if you stick a knife in my back six inches and you pull it out three inches, that's not progress. No. And it goes on like that, and then the very end of it is just like even if you pull the knife out that's not progress if even if you pull the knife out of the wound that's not progress yeah and that's basically what america is they won't pull the knife out they won't even admit that the knife is there and that's a part of you know pride not wanting to admit blame and that's the first step that's like the very least you can do it's the simplest thing you can do but at the same time it's the hardest everyone needs to do unlearning Mm -hmm. we all need to do some undoing Mm -hmm. and if you don't think that you have unlearning to do you're the biggest problem yeah and we we could all use unlearning or learning you know unlearn you know your anti-black ways learn about black history why this matters why it's important like we said earlier when we're taught about um history it's mainly just white and when we're taught about black people, we're taught uh, mainly just about our suffering. Most, all of it is just our suffering. Yes. It's slavery. It's segregation. It's civil rights. It's two leaders. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Ra. <laughs> thank you. I really, I, I'm sorry that, you know, we have to spend this beautiful Sunday talking, talking about this. But we have to. I mean, this is, but this is what's, what's happening. happening. Yeah. I mean, it's not enjoyable with everything going on but thank you so much i'm so glad that you took the time out to talk to me about this i found this conversation to be incredibly productive thanks so much no problem bye-bye bye